Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Namaste, Shalama, Shakatak, and Champignon. Ooh, oh, here is, oh, she's bloody wonderful. It's Linda Pollock. Please welcome to Linda. Lovely. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, Linda Fast. Rishi Sunakanaka. Rishi Sunakanaka to you. Did you see that lovely picture of him standing next to the tallest person in Parliament the other day? Rishi Sunakanaka? Yeah. Why? What was he doing? Which one? Because he's a tiny man. Yeah. It was a tiny a, man, yeah. It was a hilarious photo. Well, this is what I want to say to him. You're very cut off. Very cut off. <laughs> it looked like one of those At the fo- knees. It looked like one of those photos from the Guinness World of Records. What, because he's... T- t- oh, he's I know. A tall man and tiny a short man. man. Well, don't... Oh, Rishi Sunakanaka fans, don't blame me. Amanda sent you what the spirit telling me. That's correct. Thank you, Milo. <laughs> yeah, there'll be plenty more of Milo. I like now, Milo. Now that we've captured him. Look, we've got to get on, because we've got to speak to someone. We've got one of our wonderful listeners. Very quickly, what have you been up to, Linda? Let's get on with it. A rescue. I did a canine rescue. A canine rescue? Yes. In what way? What? I was driving home late one night, half past 11. Yes. I go onto a country road. I was listening to actually to one of our podcasts and you were talking about miracles. So I had dogs on the mind. Right, go on. And all of a sudden, from a darkened uh, bush, yeah. a little white fluffy thing ran out and ran in front of the car. Just oh scampering my God. along. I thought it was a lamb. I know it's not lambing season now, but I thought it was a lamb. It was that kind of dimension, a little one. Really? And so I thought, oh, I can't... What's this? And then I realised it wasn't a lamb or a cat. It was a little dog. What? Oh, Running that... down the road. Right, and you nearly killed it. No, I didn't. I drove very slowly and then I pulled over, put my hazards on, yes. made sure my car was safe and just stepped out of the car and said, come here. And you know what? It stopped running and ran towards me. Oh. Tail wagging. And were you relieved that... You can walk. You hadn't... I hadn't hit it, but I was just thinking that th- that dog is all alone and it's half past 11 and there are no houses around here with lights on, certainly. So I picked her up yeah, and I walked down, back down the lane to see yeah. if there was anywhere where she could have come from, if there was a light on yes. or anyone calling to her, maybe a feeble old lady voice. You know, she looked like that kind of dog, like an yes. old lady's dog. Yes. And she was so jolly. Her legs, her little back legs were being wiggled about by her Aww. tail. So I looked at her and I said to her, what are we going to do? Of course she didn't answer. Oh, God, I bet she... Herself. And she was a white dog, so I would have noticed. Yes. Um, She'd got a new haircut, so I thought, well, this is somebody's beloved pooch. Yes, lovely. What do I do? And I was thinking, well... I feel like I'm nicking her, but I'm going to need to yeah, take her. Yeah, but could you just fast-forward to what so you did do? put her Jesus in the car. Christ. She sat on the front seat front with seat. me. I chatted with her. I was looking to see whether I could find the RSPCA, whether there was some sort of rescue place and nearby. And you found no. the RSPCA. No. I went on Twitter. I asked what I should do. Twitter's hive mind told me emergency vets. Right. Took her to the emergency vets. Uh, and it's my vet, so I know they're good. And they checked her for a chip. And lo and behold, she had a chip. Right. So somebody the next morning will have got a very welcome phone call and a very lovely little dog who at one point I was thinking, I think he might be mine now. Oh, well, that's wonderful. I was sort of not listening for the last bit because I was looking for this. She's here, she's there, she's every blooming where, and it's Linda Pollock. Oh, oh and thank Milo. you, Linda. Thank God you are here every bleeding where because that dog would probably be... Squashed. squashed one, yeah. 
let's get on with it after all that, that rather long story, which was a lovely story nonetheless. With a, a lovely ending. Uh, with a happy ending, which you know I love. <laughs> Let us instead deal with someone we've got to speak to. I'm, so, I'm only rushing because we've got to speak to someone, Linda. And it's a guy called Paul Partington oh, who quickly sent... Well, he didn't quickly, but let's quickly do with it. He sent this message uh, just the other day on email. Spooky music, please, Linda. Have it. July 2008-ish, I was asked to finish a heating and plumbing job in Cartmel in the Lake District and the local lad had done a bunk taking all the money. So, picture this, three lads working away from home, empty house in an idyllic village. We were staying at a B&B a few doors up from this gateway to another dimension. The cottage in question was called Rose Cottage and was picture postcard stuff. Oh, sounds lovely. I went down the lane. Albeit <laughs> a bit cold. That's my favourite thing ever, that is. I went you remember him from the other week? Raymondo. <laughs> Raymondo from the live... The, the live one. Uh, the cottage in question was called Rose Cottage. We pitched poles out and stuff. It, albeit a bit cold as we were there to fit the heating. So we start work, working at the front to the back of the house. Two days in and we were starting to get to the back of Rose Cottage. All right, don't need the full layout. That's where things start to go pear-shaped. Strangely, one by one, all of our mains our drills and saws stop working. Fuses are okay and the electrics of the house was fine. Ah, uh, right. Anything that made loud noises stopped working. Even battery drills ran out after five minutes' work. Then, whenever we were working at the back of the house, they'd all start arguing with each other over nothing. It was like we were all on women's week. Bloody hey. hell. Hold on, hold 1970s on. 1970s, <laughs> of course. Rewind. We would all start working, arguing with each other over nothing. It was like we were all on women's week. <laughs> What's Women's Week? Do I they have a week, women? Sometimes. Well, it could be four to four to six days, can't it? It was all on Women's Week. Oh, I see. Outrageous. Oh, it means he's talking about, um, uh, you know, periods. And, periods, and, and basically, that yes. Oh, that's right. You're very cut off. You're very cut off, young man. I'm a modern man. I'm, I'm, I'm all over that sort of thing. It, it's disgusting, but I know all about it. Front of the house, fine. Peace, harmony and making money. Back of the house, World War Three. Front of the house, nice and cosy. Back of the house, dark with a foreboding feeling. Anyway, the scene's set, but not one of us has mentioned the G word. Still, That's our, ghosts. Yeah. Still, our tools are falling out one by one to the point we got a high uh, That's disgusting. I've had that before. <laughs> You can get arrested for that. Rishi Sunakanaka. If you Rishi Sunakanaka's around. Those things don't just fall by accident. <laughs> so on. we got a uh, hire company to drop some more off and test ours. No fault found and the new ones stop working after a while. I'm getting to the juicy part. I wish oh, you would. Hurry up. Get into the end of They're, the job. You're not these, you're not these manual labourers, are yeah. they? Tradesmen. All, t all time in the world to tell a long story like yeah, yeah, this. Yeah. Get on with it! Imagine him with his hand on his hip. Yeah, absolutely. Here we go. So, uh, getting to the juicy part. Getting to the end of the job, we're all starting to get twitchy and are still arguing. We made the decision that the only person in the back of the house was the apprentice, as at the time there was a glut of young, cheap labour. And that's with a capital L as in, you know, the party. Yeah. So I'm upstairs minding my own business when <gasps> a pencil comes flying at me and twats me in the face. You're mad. Furious, thinking it one of my co-workers trying to take the piss. I am screaming the place down like a man quite literally possessed. Oh, God. I go outside and they're like, what the F is up with you? down the lane. And th they still found him down the lane. They said, what the F is up with you? They are both 15 foot up a ladder in the opposite side of the house trying to get a hole through an 18-inch stone... When people start speaking technically like that, I immediately switch off. Mm. Getting a hole through an 18-inch stone wall, so unless they had a boomerang pencil, then it wasn't them. When things went missing and would... When th Can you write properly, Paul? When things went missing and would all be found in back of house. Never mind. Okay. Second part. Part de. Like you do when you're working away with the lads uh, it pub after work with a bit of grub. <laughs> so we are in the pig and whistle. Are you in there now? That would explain the writing. Hold on a minute, Linda. Don't be a poo-pooer. 
No, thank you. <laughs> it's about it's the other that's about to happen. Go so on. we're in the pig and whistling cartmill and we're having a bit of banter with the landlord and a few locals. We're telling them of our experience with what could only be a poltergeist and they were like, yeah, didn't you know? It's well haunted, that cottage. That's why it was sold. Apparently, some old deer croaked it in the back and it is renowned for weird shit. So we're having a laugh and a few pints and the land... No doubt they were talking about Women's Week and all the rest of it. I know an, these, an old deer. I know what these lads are like. And the landlord is telling us about the monk apparition that just walks through the pub whenever it wants and everyone is cool with it. So, a bit more context here, thank you. I'm probably into my sixth or seventh or eighth pint. There we go. And it's dark. It's an old locals pub and the toilet's out the back. So I excuse myself and go to the gents. You know why? Don't be a poo-pooer. I'm minding my own business and mid-flow, the lights go out. After the experience of the last few days and the conversation with the locals, I was on edge. Yeah, you were also pissed. Needless to say, I was out of there, still in full flow, too much detail. Yeah. I came bounding into the pub where the full pub is, laughing the arses off and have a map of Africa in my jeans, the only pair. I had the last laugh, though. I sat there drinking until they had air dry. Well, you know what? Someone could be pulling a string somewhere. That could have that could have happened. This story is true and can be verified by two other people and the whole of the pig and whistle in Cartmel. Well, I might go and visit them. I went down the lane. <laughs> God, I love that bloke. I went down the lane. Yours in this realm, Paul. We're going to speak to Paul right now. Paul, it was a long email that I have What's the word? Preceed? Cut down a bit. <laughs> Do you stand by now? Not the not the ghost in the uh, in the pub, but the original thing. I mean, I'm at someone who is absolutely useless with anything electric. Could it not have just been faulty equipment, Paul? Categorically, no. Hand on heart, we were we were haunted over the space of three days. I can't, on, on my life. To be fair, my life's not worth much, but on my life, yeah. <laughs> Linda, you've heard the man. Yes. I believe it absolutely wholeheartedly. What do you think? Well, look, if we were to be absolutely... If we were to take it to a court of law, what we would be describing to the jury would be some mislaid tools and a stray pencil. Not, not mislaid. Not mislaid. Tools that didn't work. Well, they didn't work, first of all. All right, faulty, no. mislaid tools and a line pencil. What about the uh, fact that they did hire... To Sorry about this, Paul. We'll come back to you in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> what about the other thing about hiring new tools, tools that Paul said also failed to work? Mm, well... It's interesting, but, um, you know, as you said, you were uh, in, in the Lake District and strange things happen there because it's a, it's quite a damp area, I would imagine, quite tricky wiring-wise, things can go wrong that way. Paul, can you hear what I have to contend with? I can, yeah, yeah. Blatant cynicism. <laughs> but blatant cynicism. Paul, when you hired the other equipment and that failed to work as well, was that after a long time because the battery had gone flat? Or what? Nope. Well, what have you got in common? Completely different tools from a different source, but all being used by the same people. Is that a coincidence? Well, I know where you're going with this. And the apprentice was only an apprentice. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there are some mitigating circumstances. But Cracking. the tools the tools that we brought were from Didsbury Tool Hire down the road. Right. And it was tested. It's a tool hire company. And they found nothing wrong with them whatsoever. Paul, I'm with you. Um, I'm a man. This is not <laughs> this is not Women's Week this week, uh, as you you put <laughs> into your. <laughs> I think you got a backup. They can be like that, women. They can get their back up if you say things like that. You and know, yet some are very very patient, aren't they? Some are very patient, <laughs> and some of them are beautiful. Some women are lovely. I've got nothing against feminism. I've met a lot of very pretty ones <laughs> in my time. Paul, um, have you seen any ghosts since on your travels? No, but I do work in a lot of houses, and when you're working in certain houses you do get a, a strange feeling. And I, yeah. I can't describe it. You do get... It's not a sixth sense. I'm not 
Bruce Willis or anything like that, no, no. you do get a feeling that there's something not quite right in the house. Now, I, I'm suggesting, Paul, that you have the gift in some way. The gift. Um, <laughs> the don't the think gift me why I can agree with you. <laughs> the, the, yeah, the, the gift of second sight. Quite it's, possibly. Yeah, possibly. Uh, because you were convinced, but the, just going back to the first one again, I just wanted, this is what I wanted to get to, that you had a feeling, it was not anything to do with the electrics, it was not anything to do with anything else, you had a feeling that it was haunted, and you're saying definitely haunted, and you could even provide two witnesses that, that can that's, verify that's correct. Yep. Uh, a lad called Bren and a lad called James. James was the apprentice, and we, yeah. we actually came up in conversation, this um, family barbecue on Saturday. And yeah, he's reconfirmed it. It's uh, it was just a strange, strange point uh, happening. That's the only word I can think of it happening. happening, happening. And getting to the really important part, what did you have at the barbecue this weekend? Oh, we had, we had it was it was a twenty first, my lad's twenty first. I know I don't look like I can have a twenty one year old son. No. Uh, we had a pizza oven was going, and then we had uh, uh, the, the general uh, hamburger, sausages, oh. some uh, black. Black beef and black garlic kebabs. Oh, that sounds fantastic. I've had to give up. I've given up red meat for a bit. But this was black, so it was all right. (laughs) Good point. Good point. (laughs) Um, Was it done in the middle? I mean, it might have been black on the outside, but was there a danger of salmonella in the the middle? No, definitely not. No, pull its arms out and slap its bum. That's all we did to it. It was lovely. Oh, that's right. I've got a friend who says that about... um, you know, if he goes to a restaurant yeah. and they say, how do you want your steak? <laughs> Chop his hooves off, wipe his ass, shove it on a plate. <laughs> <laughs> Disgusting! Well, I have some sympathy with that. There's no point cooking it to buggery, is there? There's no point, no. is there? No, quite right. No. Paul, I feel we've wandered off the subject of the supernatural. One final thing, did you have any salad with it or did you not bother with that? Oh, yeah, I made a tabbouleh. A tabbouleh! Oh. God, things have changed in the northwest since I was. It's a And I hasten to add, all the salad was grown by myself as well. Bloody hell! Where in your back passage? <laughs> my back passage, my back allotments. Yeah, I'm in a, a budding allotment here. So yeah, yeah I grew all my own salad and uh, all that chisel. Well, can I just ask you this about the, just moving a bit further, still <laughs> further away from Supernatural, I do like Rocket, and I think yeah. Rocket does, it's quite pricey for what it is. Mm. Do you grow any Rocket? I do, or, yeah. It's hard to grow Rocket. Yes. It's quite hard to grow, yeah. That's why it, it's so expensive. Is, is it because the sun comes out, it blasts off into... Uh, That's exactly what happens, yeah. It goes to seed dead easy. It's, it, spinach is hard to grow, and yeah. Rocket's hard to grow. Okay. Well, I want to thank you for joining us, Paul. If you do see any more ghosts or you have another barbecue with some of your black meat and garlic, please do let me know, all right? No worries. It's turned into gardening now, this now, hasn't it? But yeah, you're more than welcome to turn up any time you want. Oh, what a lovely fella. Yeah. You know, we... He knows you won't, that's why. We thought it was... <laughs> we thought... We thought he was going to be a sexist electrician type, but he turned out to be... He's got hidden depths. He's got hidden depths. A, a, a <laughs> modern a modern man with tabbouleh in the lot. <laughs> All right, well, I'll leave you to tabbouleh. Paul, lots of love. Lovely. Thank you very much. Good to Namaste. speak to you, Paul. Namaste, my friend. What a lovely fella. I'm in the Westfield in Stratford. It's a massive shopping centre and we're in the casino part. These words don't a comedy night make. Casino, shopping centre and people who were talking quite a bit during it. This fella, Ollie Horn, who was on the bill and is a very, very funny man, actually managed to shut up some of the people and I was very pleased and it drew me... I wanted to stop halfway through and say thank you very much, but I thought I'd keep going. Ollie is a believer and he's going to tell us a little bit about something that happened to him. Ollie, if you would, I know it involves your family, so let's, let's just have a little moment to just simmer down because it is sacred to you and it is personal to you. Okay, that's right. He's laughing, go on. <laughs> I, um, so I, I ne- I've never had anything supernatural happen to me before. Right. But I went to go visit my granny's grave in Abbotsham after a gig. Abbotsham is where? North Devon. Okay. All right. Um, and 
it was it's good, it's good to gig there when you got local knowledge. You got stuff in the graveyard. S- similar to tonight. <laughs> that was okay, no. wasn't the only death that happened. <laughs> oh, and uh, and I went. I died tonight as well. Ironically, there we go. Did we do that joke already? No. We could also do the biggest gamble was uh, my career taking the gig on. Maybe, that's right, that in here in the casino. That's right. Um, They've forgotten about that, but it doesn't matter. Uh, anyway, so I went to go uh, bring some flowers, and uh, I got them from Morrison's, which she would have liked because she was pleased that that, that that supermarket was built. I remember that. Yeah. And um, as I literally as I laid the flowers, the the weather turned instantly from very dark and cloudy right. to very sunny and beautiful. Okay. Right. Right. Uh, look, I'm playing devil's advocate. There'll be people listening to this going. Four seasons in one day in this country. What the hell are you talking about? Um, well, that's what ha- that is what happened. If this is the story, I'm going to be very disappointed. Uh, the sun <laughs> came out. Yeah. Um, well, uh, also. Oh Jesus well, Christ! Well, actually, oh. the, 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 this area clearly had bad weather because when we buried her, we bought a bench. Here we go. And that bench rotted, presumably because of the crazy weather, yes. which no doubt the supernatural is causing. Right. And, um, and I thought, what a shame, the bench is rotten, it was collapsed, no one could sit on it. It was a bench dedicated to your grandma. Yeah, yeah, there was a little plaque on it. I thought, okay. the bench is rotting, that's sad, but I should, I should save the plaque, because that's a nice right. thing to say. Got it. But I didn't have any tools with me, obviously, because I didn't go with that um, right. in mind. So I... Um, smashed it up. I literally smashed it to pieces. <laughs> I absolutely... I'm, I'm quite a big guy, and so I right. had to, like rest it against a tree and then like do a running <laughs> kick and um i was confronted like what the hell are you doing i'm, I'm grieving for christ's sake by granny you come round exactly <laughs> aroused by the weather yeah exactly so then um who, who stopped you a, a guy walking through the park they oh, gave me a look right. is everything all right because you know you know in, in in like nice parts of the country people don't confront you they no. ask you a question as if they're being helpful and, and of course people do smash up graveyards for some inexplicable reason. Well, exactly but that's what i did i absolutely i like that bench it was, it was destroyed but i did manage to to kind of collect the little plaque um, right. and obviously that was pointless when what do you even do with that that was just in my boot for a long time what did did anyone replace... I mean, there must be another family members who went, oh, what the fuck do you think you're doing? Why did you smash up that bench? Well, no, I went alone, because I, I was there no, for No, but they must know. I mean, or is it just you who goes to visit her? Um, no, I think other family members do go to visit, but they obviously don't avail themselves of the bench. Um, I don't know, I, I think it was just... I think I would have probably texted my mum or my aunt to say, look, the bench is fucked. It's probably... Like, someone's going to remove it at some point. Yeah, yeah. I might as well remove it on my own terms, which was, which was with violence. Ollie, I'm here to tell you that... Granny's here. Okay, good. And she's saying that she was a little bit disappointed because sometimes in the middle of the night she likes to come out and sit on that bench. Oh no! And yeah, <laughs> and now there's just a plaque. <laughs> some, some old, you know. I mean, she says the weather's so changeable there. You know, when the sun does come out, she yeah. likes to sit. Oh. Yeah, she's a bit disappointed. Could not put a stool there or anything for the old um, girl to sit on. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to. I'll do that. I'll do that next time. Well, I'm surprised, you know, because we we buried Granddad on top of her, so presumably she's having to. No, she went. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. What did Grandad? I mean, did I mean was there nothing for Grandad? I mean, a bent? No, no. Um, no. It was. In fact, there was one. Well, he had his wife on top of him for eternity, <laughs> so that was some. That was some comfort. <clears throat> well, there was one. We had. We, I think we also had one tombstone. I think we got a deal. You know. <laughs> really? I'm sure. I'm presumably you pay less for a plot if you're doubling up. Well, you're not, you're not spending a lot of money. You've got the fucking bench that rotted. <laughs> I mean, it was a budget bench. Well, that was a very moving story. Thank you very much. My pleasure. Um, I would say also a bit of a skin flint for burying the two in the one grave as well. It's really. what, they, or what they wanted. What they wanted. I beg your not pardon. Not what they wanted and also what they would have wanted. That's absolutely a very beautiful story. That's You've right. rescued it. Thank you, Ollie. No matter how many times I ask, nobody ever gets in touch with us with their problems. Marital, spiritual, sexual. Why, why is that? So, why do you think that is? I'm wondering whether they get in touch with the magazines either. Oh, you think these are written by... It wouldn't be outrageously far-fetched to think that perhaps the people working there have got a little bit of time on their hands. Well, it? I don't know. Well, if that is the case, why are they so useless with the the advice they're giving, you know? Maybe they've shot the bolt right in the question. Well, hold on a bit. Just a second. You're very cut off. You are. I'm not going to deny Linda. that. 
This is from Chat. What's it called? Take. Uh, Take a break, fate and fortune. Take a break, fate and fortune. Spooky, concerned, but keen to sort out people's problems. Music, Linda. Thank you. My widowed mother-in-law is a non-English speaker, and I don't speak her language. Hey. She is a hoarder, and her flat is heaped with bulging plastic bags. <laughs> I am becoming increasingly concerned for her and want to help. How can I reach out to her? Says Dawn, 44, of Newcastle under Lyme, Staffordshire, a likely story. Right, now I think this is James Paul Fox, whatever his name is, writing. Right, so instead of um, trying to do something about the language difference, I'm guessing your husband speaks the same language as his mother, that would be a practical solution. Instead, what they've done is write to <laughs> some sort of watery psychic. <laughs> That's what I mean. Why would you make this up unless someone had sent it in? As much this is the answer. This is this this is the uh, solution. As much as it's tempting to wade in and solve this lady's problems, I think you should hold off from being too bossy. Well, just a minute, just a second. This woman is she's she's gone mad. She's a hoarder. She's got plastic she's bulging on her own. Plastic bags all over the place. And the advice is it's tempting to wade in, but no, 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 no. Don't be too bossy. She's clearly suffering some sort of mental illness. As it is, your presence of relationship with her means she sees you as a very special person. Just being there is enough. Well, I'm not sure about that. That's a lot of Rishi Sunakanaka. I have a gentleman who has popped in. He says he's her father. He adds, Can she forgive me? Try and pass this on to her. Perhaps it'll give your mother in law some closure. Useless Did he even read? Is this just from his box of answers? Because it's got absolutely no bearing on what he's been asked. So she doesn't speak English. How is he going to? How is she going to pass on that some flipping spectre yeah. wants her to forgive some? I don't. Know. Yeah, you're just underneath those bags there. Come up, come up. I can't help you, but someone's just popped in. He says, "Can can can you forgive her?" I mean, oh, for heaven's God. sake. Yeah, useless. We would offer to have a word. We would offer plenty better advice than yes. this. Do I give him the cash? How about this? This is one. I know. I almost can tell what your answer to this is going to be. Go on. Three years ago, my brother and his family moved abroad when I was a student. His wife was looking after their three children under five and struggling in a foreign country to care for them. My brother offered to fly me out for the summer holidays to help. Now I've just started my first proper job, my brother has told me it's time I paid him back for the flights and expenses. <laughs> How should I handle this? That's Fiona, 24, of Strood, Kent. Oh, dear. You can't choose your family. <laughs> I sense background jealousy. This is the answer. I sense... They're useless. <laughs> Chat, fate and fortune. Take a break, fate and fortune. Absolutely Chat, useless. shite. That's Chat, what it is. shite. Fate, fate. Yeah. I sense <laughs> background jealousies and difficulties with this relationship. I'll say this behaviour has come from your sister-in-law, not your brother. Oh, That's right, blame her. I blame her, yeah. <laughs> you need to tell them this is not fair, but say, given the circumstances, you'll pay 50%. Bollocks! <laughs> Invited over to look after their kids. You could point out that you could invoice them for the whole childcare you provided. Yes, indeed. I believe you've learned something from looking after the kids. This could be your calling. Looking to working with underprivileged children and learning Makaton. Flipping it. Sign language. There is a very specific sign that I would be using at this point. <laughs> I didn't know that Makaton... What is that? Oh, that's sign that's language. Like Mr Tumble, yeah. Makaton. You sign fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> God, I'll tell you what I'll be doing. I'll be offering them the finger. Yes. <laughs> That's what I do. <laughs> Makaton. Anyway, yeah. Outrageous. Yeah, I mean, what would you say? I mean, I know you do, as you say, you do look after your nieces. You yes. never dream of asking for money. Absolutely not. But I also don't think that my sister would say, right, well, you owe us, actually. No. 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 I think that's completely out of order and useless. I'm and hoping I... we're missing a big chunk of the story there. No, not really. That's Jane Wallace writing in the magazine there. Wonderful stuff, Jane. Don't Remind me not to come to you if I've got any financial or relative problems. What a Close friends, get this. Oh, here we this go. Is, <laughs> this is bang up your street, my love. <laughs> go on, you read it out, go on. One of my close friends is keen to build a friendship with my husband. Yeah. She's single, attractive, flirty, and has been messaging, asking him to help her with the DIY. Is that your Willie? Yes, they I They work bet. near each other, and she suggested they meet for lunch too. My husband hasn't hidden any of this from me, but I feel really uncomfortable about it. What are her intentions? I'll tell you what her intentions are. <laughs> 
This question comes from Claire, 33, of Rygate, Surrey. Well, this is the answer, right? I am saying that this woman isn't trying to seduce your husband and he's not the type to stray. He's been up front, not sneaky, as opposed to around the back. If she was looking... Sorry about that, it's disgusting. If she was looking to cause trouble, she'd be hiding it. <laughs> My favourite up the front. You need to have some faith in your marriage and your partner. Try not to be eaten up by jealousies. This is her advice. Get some rose quartz to bring back trust and loving feelings. What a load of horse shit. Well, hold on. Can I just say that it's one of her close friends. She's keen, keen to build a relationship with the husband. Now, you, someone who did have a husband yes. at one stage, yes. if a close friend said, I want to meet him for lunch... On his own, he can come to my house and do my DIY for me and I'll be messaging him independently. No, 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 no. Boundaries. Turn the music off. I just want to admit something. I know you say that, right? I'm inclined to agree with you because this is true. The reason I know that this is not entirely innocent is that I had a close friend a few years ago and I fancied his girlfriend... (laughs) I used to meet her for lunch. And let me tell you, my intentions were absolutely dodgy, 100%. (laughs) But to be fair to me, I don't think he liked her that much. No. And then she didn't really go for me that much either. So it doesn't matter. Moving on. I just think it's dodgy as, and she knows it. I also think it's very, very disingenuous of this person, supposed expert in the magazine, telling her to go against her uh, intuition. Women know. Earlier this week, the lovely Linda bought me a magazine yeah. and it's all about... It's, it's like 14 times. It was, one, it was cut above, wasn't it, this one? What was I it called? I think it's slightly more scientific. Slightly more scientific. Yeah. Future living series, Find Your Fate, OK? And in it, it reports that there, there's so many ways you can read the future, you can read things, you know, the mystic, you can read that, things that are not apparent to normal people in everyday conversation. And one of those things is a stomach rumble. Would you believe that is an actual thing that you can read to find your fate in life? Yeah, you may not know it, but you are a ventriloquist. While ventriloquism today means someone who can speak without moving their lips, it comes from the Greek words meaning belly speaking. The noise is made by the stomach can be interpreted to reveal the future in a practice called gastromancy. All right? Gastromancy. That is your stomach telling you your future. I went... Well, I know whose stomach rumbled more than any other, my neighbour, Barry. So I went up to his flat... <laughs> Not long before his lunch, I said, don't eat your lunch, I'll be coming up because I want to record your stomach rumbled where I'm going to read his future. Have a listen to this. Right, well, well thank you. Thank you for doing this. That's all right. What should I do, sit down here? Yeah, just sit sit down there. Yeah, sit on your, that's it, on your um, chair. Maybe just, you know, introduce yourself and, and, and tell everyone what we're doing. Okay. This is in a yeah. laboratory conditions in my off. front room. Right, OK. Uh, I've not had no lunch. No, That's OK. Right, no, nice no, lunch. no lunch. And we're going to... Well, Clinton reckons it can sell yeah. like my future, my fate. Yes, it can strongly say it's called. Stomach rumblings. That's the theory. Yeah. OK, well... <laughs> I'll give it a go. Right, OK, so no. lift your shirt up okay, and I'll think put, of something I'll you'd like to eat, maybe, up. all right? All right, ready? See if you can right, pick up Right, go on then, here we go. Right, OK. Veal and ham pie. Oh, <laughs> what does that mean? Yeah, oh, that was a little, oh, a, a right, little squeak. Okay. I think that means you're Scott. happy. It means that stands for happiness. Nice, yeah. go, a nice Scotch egg with all the meaty... All the meaty, pulky mints all round it. Oh! <laughs> That's, That's a good one. one. That's a good one. <laughs> Uh, uh, oh, you can't measure that. No, that's no, no, no. That you can't really measure that. That's that's something else. That's different, right? Have a keep thinking. I'll try and read it. Nice bit of cake. Nice, no, nothing. No, nothing. No, nothing. Nice there. bit of cake. I'm thinking of a nice bit of. Oh, that's it. That's the... Oh, what does that? What does that mean? 
sort of signify... And say that you can expect some luck in the future. Luck. You know, uh, constant, constant. Constant, luck. yeah. Yes. Yeah, OK. Yeah. Something well, to look well, forward to, you know. Yeah. Tr- try another. Go on, try, try another. Tree, tree sandwich. Thinking, yeah. Yeah. Little squeaker. Yeah. Little and burgers. That, that, that was a gesture. Happy go lucky. Okay. You say so. Happy go lucky. Uh, lager. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That just means you like lager. Hobnobs. Yeah. Hobnobs. Oh, yeah. Uh, Inconclusive. Nice bit of steak. Yes, happy. Yeah, well, yes, I'm, I'm a happy fella. Happy, yeah. happy future. Wolf Vianessa. Ooh, lovely. Don't mind if I do. Uh, yeah, I think that's just gastroenteritis, you know. Oh, Chicken Christ. and mushroom pie. Oh, oh, God. What does that mean? It yeah. means you like your food, mate. Oh, yes. Uh, Margaret's lamb right. stew. Yeah. Jesus what? Christ. Yeah. Oh, no. Chicken tikka masala. Slow down a bit. Oh. What's that? It's yeah. going too quickly. Well, I'm having cut. trouble reading what else? it. Um, I cut cakes a lot. Right. Oh. Now, that yeah. one What's that? would suggest oh. good luck for the future. Uh, I like uh, <laughs> omelette. With cheese. Right. And onion. Oh, and tomato. Helpful. Chips on the side. Optimistic person. You are. Uh, optimistic. Yeah, I optimistic. am. Well, this is very yeah. accurate. Uh, uh, we're like um, a nice meatloaf. Oh! <laughs> coming into yeah, money. Coming up a treat. That was that com- com- Coming into oh, money. Yeah. That is, yeah. Okay. Uh, roast beef on a Sunday. Uh, oh! Romance. Romance okay. in the air. Roast yeah. pork. Yeah. Chicken. Lamb. Turkey at Christmas. <laughs> Lovely! Oh, very clever, isn't it? It's a double Big Mac. How about that? Scientific. You were listening to his ghrelin. His ghrelin? That's what it's called. That's the thing that makes your stomach rumble, ghrelin. Is that right? What yeah. is that? Explain to me. I think it's a hormone or something. Well, no, it's supernatural. It's not a hormone. All right, let's call it a gremlin. Let's call it a, gre- a gremlin. A gremlin? Yeah. Oh, a gremlin in your gremlin? Yeah. Okay, well, just talking of lunch... I'm going to make him taste my jam donut. That, that'll get your stomach rumbling, <laughs> I, I, I tell you that. We move on now to the wonderful Nina Gilligan. What a fantastic comedian she is. And she was on with me, the... I got told off for saying that the other day, comedian. It's, it's old-fashioned now, you know. Oh. But you are Lady a bit, aren't comic. You? I am a bit lady comic. <laughs> lady who tells jokes. Um, and some of them not very really ladylike either. Uh, Nina was on this gig I did and she told me a very spooky story. Thank you. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com work. Shopify.com work. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and t shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. 
Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. I'm in Wolverhampton. I'm at the Cleveland Arms. It don't get any more showbiz than this, but we're doing something for charity before you slag me off. Thank you. And I'm here. We're in cellar. Yeah, those dulcet tones. (laughs) And Nina Gilligan. Hi, Nina. Hiya. Clinton. Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm great. Lovely to see you, love. Look, we've got to go on stage very shortly. We're doing a sort of VIP thing. I've got to go and shake hands with people and have selfies and all that. Yeah, I'm not famous enough. No, to do that. no, don't worry. You can go. You sit by the bar, look, looking longingly at, at my now, at your career. At my career, Nina. Very quickly, we're in a spooky cellar here, and it's and it's given us all sorts of thoughts about ghosts and ghouls. And you've got a very ghostly story. Why don't you do your makeup, my love? Yeah. Tell us what happened, please. Well, my best friend, her dad, had a bit of money. One second. Put the spooky music on, please, Linda. Away you go. Bit of my, money. Yeah. My best friend, when I was about twelve, um, they had a, a, he had a bit of money, and they lived in a hall. Right. Lusley Hall in Manchester. Yes. And that had a poltergeist. Go on, and how did that manifest itself? He used to put the kettle on. What do you mean, the poltergeist did? He used to make a brew. So, he used to do things like put the kettle on. Yeah. It was obsessed with just opening cupboard doors. Yes. There it is now. Oh, bloody hell. You see, we've raised it. Go on. And he used to do all sorts of other things around the house. Oh, it's quite handy, really. It's quite handy. And when their mum and dad went on holiday, yeah. her older sister-in-law, sister-in-law, don't matter about details, right. she put on a seance. And, oh, bloody hell, go on. So we were all at this seance, yeah. and they were all holding hands, and this, you had to concentrate... You do. ...and, and try and manifest what had gone on in the past. And what, what did you discover? What we discovered was I have no connection with the dead... But the other people in the room did. In what way? And they found out yes. that the Lord of the Hall, yes, he had had an affair, and with one of the servant ladies. Right. And they'd had a baby. Right. And that baby had been. It's very. It's horrible. This story. Prepare yourselves. Gone. Had been. Trigger warning. Yeah. That baby had been. It had been killed been killed because it was an illegitimate child because it was an illegitimate child right but that aside you did put on a brew every now and then didn't yeah you, the so the, but the um we think the lady was yeah. the um the, the servant who would yeah so the lost the lo- baby oh so she was roaming the halls but also yeah. they blamed the illegitimate child on a servant boy that lived there and they hanged him in the in the field now i used to ride a horse there right and this horse would never go near this particular tree good god and it turned out that was the tree where he was hanged how did you know did this all come out during the seance during the seance but was someone speaking this out loud or was it on a ouija board or what it was everybody was holding hands and each person would tell the next bit of the story so it would sort of come up and were they in a trance, like terrified to tell the story? Uh, no, not really. People were, it were just ordinary people. They were spooky seance women. Yeah. And then there was just ordinary people like me, my mates, and a few others that had been gathered for yeah. said seance, and they were seeing visions. Was it really like like hanging people? Hanging people, babies dead. Oh God! Also, oh, honestly, and then we had to stay overnight in the oh, house. Right. Just me and Gina. Did the podcast make you a brew in the morning? No, it did. But then all the horses and the dogs that lived at the house spent yeah. all night stock still staring at the tree where the man Is had right? been hanged. And you remember. Remember this vividly. It vividly, it's not been embellished in any no. way. No, you can ring Gina and ask her. And another thing happened, right? Let yeah. me get this Go in on. quickly. Go on. 
So, my brother was staying there because he married my sister because it's a very small town. Your brother married your sister? No, my best friend. She's now my sister. My brother married her, right? I I didn't understand either. Go on. Right. And um, they stayed there and the the alarm system was making this terrible sound. Yeah. Like voices from the dead. Like, that's a terrible sound, right? Oh, my God. Incest, incest, (laughs) incest. That's not not nice. Yeah. Come on. And my brother was so sick of it. Yeah. He screamed at it to shut up. And it stopped. And it stopped. Oh, bloody hell. And we thought it was some terrible electrics problem. Yeah. And when the mum and dad got back off holiday, they said, that has been disconnected for years. Oh, crap. Can you feel the spookiness of all that, that story? Spook. Did you... Did, I mean, what, I've got to ask. I've got to get on stage in a minute, quick. Did everyone sort of acknowledge that it was scary? Or did everyone go, oh, we've had a couple of drinks, wasn't that a laugh? Or was it renowned as... Uh, no, everybody, everybody shit was, themselves. everybody shit themselves. Oh, I asked her, she said I did not have a spiritual bone in my body, basically. No, no. Uh, but she did say when I grew up I was going to become a nurse. What are you now? Oh, comedian, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Let me know what you do, Nina. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Wonderful comedian, and I'm hoping she's going to... Will you come on tour with me for my... Yeah, you know, you've said it out loud. And it's got to happen. It's, gonna, it's been recorded. Nina, come, she come on tour with me like a couple of tours ago. I loved and it. She, oh, she, I we loved had a look. it. Nina is going to be on stage in a bit. I've got to go and press the flesh. Thank you for that spooky story. I'll be at the bar. Oh, lovely. Let us get to the proper spooky. Now, we've not done a really decent spooky story for you. This is from Chat It Fate, which we like to... It's one lower than Take a Break, Fate or Fortune. Not discontinued! It is far-fetched as. Please put on the bloody spooky, if slightly tacky music, Linda, for Visitor from Hell! (laughs) (laughs) A demon or an angel tried to take my wife, claims Paul Dilly from Pembrokeshire. Quietly opening the door, I slipped into the bedroom normally shared with my wife Sarah and put a cup of tea down on the bedside table. How are you feeling, love? I asked her gently. She looked up at me with swollen eyes, her cheeks flushed bright red. Awful, she groaned. Poor Sarah had come down with the flu. Sometimes when people say they've got flu, they mean a bad cold, but Sarah was properly poorly. I took her to the doctor who prescribed antibiotics, but she didn't get better. In fact, she got much worse. At night, she'd toss and turn, alternately kicking the duvet off because she was hot and sweaty, and then clutching it round her, shivering with cold. In the end, I took to sleeping downstairs. What a boring start, but Oh, okay, this is terrible. It does get better, this. Don't worry. Go on. One night, I was snoozing on my sofa in the living room when I was jolted awake by a loud banging noise from upstairs. It was coming from our bedroom. Oh, my fucking God. What's going on? I gasped. Had something happened to Sarah? Worried that our four-year-old daughter, Ronnie, would wake up, I rushed her... This is this was told to me by the producer. I've got, to, I've got to, I think you're Ronnie Corbett now. I rushed upstairs to investigate. As I opened the bedroom door, the banging noise stopped. Sarah appeared to be asleep, lying in our double bed with her back to me, get this, suddenly, in a voice that was wheezy and oddly unfamiliar to me, she spoke. No, sorry, that was the wrong one. She spoke. Get away from her! She snarled. Sarah, I said, stepping forward, are you okay, love? I said, get away from her! Snarled the unfamiliar voice. Leave Sarah alone! What the... I was so confused. Why was Sarah speaking in this strange voice? I knew she was ill and her breathing had been affected. But this voice was raspy and harsh, with wheezing breaths being drawn after each word. It didn't sound like her at all. You know why? The spirits are very strong tonight. Subheading. Strange voice. I stopped in my tracks, not knowing what to do. I could see Sarah's ribcage rising and falling rhythmically, as if she was asleep. I don't know, or just breathing. The voice wasn't in sync with her breathing. Is that a thing? The voice was... Ins- yes, it was like it was coming out from somewhere else, All not right. out of her, her mouth sort of thing. This was really weird. Suddenly I started to feel scared. She spoke to me again in that horrible rasping oh. voice. Here's a feather from my lestral wing. From my lestral wing. 
Sarah wanted to see the afterlife, so I'm going to show it to her. The voice sneered. Oh my god. Oh my fucking god. Did this mean what I thought it meant? Trying to control the rising fear inside of me. <laughs> I, to act unconcerned, I rolled my eyes. Rolled my eyes. Stop rolling your eyes. Demanded the voice. This is ridiculous. Would you roll your eyes? Stop the music a second. Also, this why does this thing sound like Phyllis Pierce from Coronation Street? Hold on. Why you wouldn't roll your eyes? You'd be going shit, wouldn't you? <laughs> and stop rolling your eyes. My jaw nearly hit the floor. Sarah had her back to me. She couldn't possibly have seen my facial expression. Now go away, the voice ordered. <laughs> now go away. You're not needed here. She asked us to come, and we're here. She doesn't want you here, so please leave. We have work to do. <laughs> Sounds like Gollum. Doesn't it? You know what's happened? Then I go stop my family. Shocked to the core. <laughs> Shocked beyond words. And at a complete loss, I backed away and out the bedroom door. I checked on Ronnie, who was doing a monologue about the producer, who was sleeping soundly, then went and sat at the foot of the stairs listening. He said, it's good night from me and good night from him. Good night. <laughs> I could hear a three-way conversation going on. Three different voices. One was Sarah's voice. The other was the voice I'd heard earlier. And the other... No, it couldn't be, could it? The third voice sounded exactly like my late granddad. Tom. <laughs> Sarah and Tom were having a jokey chat and then what? And then Tom said, "Well, Toodle Pip, I'm off for a woodbine." Well, oh. this is an inappropriate convo when she's being possessed, isn't it? Well, exactly. No, he was there. The grand the the Tom, the the, the, the granddad was there. My heart nearly stopped. <laughs> My granddad had always smoked woodbines and I remember him saying Toodle Pip. What was most shocking, though, was that Sarah had never met my granddad. Yeah? He died when I was five years old before I'd met Sarah. There was no way she could have known about his woodbines or his funny little expressions. I moved from my spot at the bottom of the stairs and flung myself onto the sofa and the living room, confused and worried. Seconds later, Sarah came bouncing down the stairs. I'm getting the name, John. Is there a John in the building? I gawped at her in shock. What on earth are you doing up, love? I asked her. I feel so much better now, Paul, she said chirpily. You look better, I said, but what just happened upstairs? My guardian angel came, she replied That's simply. Right. Yeah. Uh, were you aware of what was happening just now when I was in the bedroom, I asked rather nervously. I've said that before, <laughs> trust me. Oh, were you there? Is what they responded. <laughs> they respond, come on. <laughs> No, I didn't see you. I must have been asleep. It was kind of like a strange dream. So hang on, let's just get this straight. Right, stop the music. Stop the music. Go on. He's gone in his wife's bedroom. She's got a cold, a very heavy cold. Yes. Right? He gets told to bugger off. Right. He buggers off. And goes and has a little kit. And then she's all better. Well, Well, yes. how very brave of him. And, and of course, also, she had the voice, which he said was from hell, which is just probably laryngitis. A bit grolly, yeah. A bit grolly, yeah, all right, OK. Well, I'm, this is slightly falling apart. <laughs> were you aware of what was happening just now when I was in the bedroom? Oh, no, were you there? She says, no, I didn't see you. I must have been asleep. It was kind of like a strange dream. She went to tell me that a guardian angel had taken to the spirit world where she'd met my granddad, her mum, who'd passed a few months previously, and various other deceased friends and relatives. She'd said she'd had a chat with Tom and he was a quite a character. I was shown different portals to different realms, she shuddered. When one was open, a demon came towards me, telling me awful things, lies about my past, and speaking of horrors that were about to befall me. She also confessed that when she'd been ill with the flu, she felt so ill that she wanted to die. Do me a favour. <laughs> she had... Well, she had flu. Oh, God. And so she thought, I actually asked to be taken, she admitted. What sort of woman with a child in the shape of Ronnie Corbett asks to be taken because she had a touch of flu? Is this one of those ones that you get paid for, these stories? <laughs> I actually asked to be taken. That night changed our relationship for the better. When Sarah's almost taken from me, well, not really, 
a little bit of nightness. It opened my eyes to every moment together. It's felt incredibly special. It's like we fell in love again. I must oh. catch a cold. Maybe, maybe <laughs> you're like me again, Linda. And from that love sprang Corey. Now that's oh, nice. No, that's not how it works. It Corey was did that. <laughs> Despite that terrifying night. We're closer now than ever before. I'll never know whether I was talking to an angel or a demon that night. I have an idea, though. Go on. So, this demon just went away easily, did it? Go on, yes. Or did it? In, in, oh, it's Corey. Yeah. Oh, bloody did hell. it? Did it leave? Or did it just find another route into it, your life? It found another route. I went down the lane. Down the lane. And, and into Corey. Canal. And the birth canal. Well, that was shite, but it doesn't matter because we've had a lot of beautiful stuff this week, a lot of scary stuff. Mm. Linda, where shalt thou be going when you leave this mortal place? I'm obsessed with Lidl. I'm going to Lidl again. I love it. Do you like Lidl? Yes. i got to be honest with you. I had... You're an Aldi man. No, I had my nephew and niece over and I went into Lidl and this is no word of a lie, I saw it was like noodles for 16p and they were both very, very ill with these egg noodles and I've never really gone back since. Oh! What do you like about... Sorry about this, this is Lidl. I like the low, low prices. I yes. like the knock-off perfume. You can get it for a five, you can get one that smells just like something right. else. Okay. Expensive. Okay. I've just remembered something. I'm going to tell you this. I'm not going to name the branch. This is disgusting, everybody. Oh, right? God, what? This is true. A very dear friend of mine went to a newly opened one, and I'll tell you where it is, Linda, right? This is true. And there was a guy... <laughs> I've just remembered this. And there was a guy on the till. She went up to the went up to the, uh, the, the moving counter. Thing. The what's moving it, counter? What's it called? The magical... The magical moving counter. I get people to do it for me. I don't know what it is. Moving conveyor belts. There it is. Whatever it is, conveyor, where you buy the food. And there was a man there, and this man, so is scanning the, the, the goods, what I call the do, goods. Doing his job. <laughs> doing his job. And he says to my friend, um, oh, yes, it's great here. It's, all, it's, uh, it's opened, you know, I've, my, my, I've got, got my break soon. And she said, all right, and chit-chat, you know, pat, patronising. Now, being nice to him. And he said, um, oh, it's all great here. There's, there's toilets out the back there. If you, if you need the toilet, there's about that. And she went, no, no, it's all right, thanks. He said, no, it's just, you know, if you, if you need the, the toilet at all. She went, no, no, I'm all right. I mean, just if you didn't want to go to the toilet, Toilet. There's one out the back. She's thinking, why do you keep making me come to And he went, I'm on my break now. The staff room. And she had visions of thinking, yes, I do need a wee. And in from his staff room, looking through a little oh, spot. He was so keen that she would go to the toilet in Lidl for a piddle. <laughs> <laughs> I call it piddle now. Oh, no. Well, I think, isn't that disgusting? There is a toilet if you want to use one. Um, but the, I'm free now. <laughs> I'm free now on my break. <laughs> anyway, I, what I, you know, that's what he does on his break. Little bit of, um, you know, it's crossword or um, voyeurism. Vo a little bit of voyeurism. Might have a sandwich. Just peek through there, see who's in the bog. You know, disgusting. Oh, it takes all sorts, doesn't it? It really does. What I was going to say. The other thing is about little. Isn't it funny when? Remember they used to have adverts on on independent radio calling it Lidl. Yeah, they I don't tried. know anyone who call it Lidl. It's like Asda. <laughs> I've got to Asda or Lidl. Tisco. Right. Tisco. Well, good luck at uh, Lidl's. I might go to the loo. Go to the loo there, here yeah. before you go there. <laughs> All right, lots of love, everyone. Uh, unless you want to sponsor it, Lidl, in which we'd be very happy. Wonderful. All right, Lindl, Lindl. Lindl. Lindl's off to Lindl. And <laughs> see, let's end of the show. Namaste. <laughs> Bye. Oh, Christ. My thanks to Linda, Paul Partington, Ollie Horn, Barry from Watford and Nina Gilligan. And to you lovely people for listening. Thank you. We only do it for you. And the spirits. <gasps>
don't forget, Sunday the 24th of September, Sunday the 15th of October, Sunday the 26th of November, and Sunday the 3rd of December, we're live at the 100 Club in London for a live recording of this very podcast. You can be on it, telling your ghost stories, or just, you know, come and enjoy it. Go to wegottickets.com and look for Clinton Baptiste's Sunday Seance. Namaste, I went down the lane Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Yeah, right. Clinton Baptiste here, offering you the chance to enjoy my Patreon podcast for free for seven days. So many people have been joining me over there. It's a shame that you're not. Uh, We've got videos, cartoons, we've got uh, all sorts of stuff, uh, all the old back catalogue and a chance for exclusive dibs on tickets before anyone else. Please come to patreon.com forward slash Clinton Baptiste. All right, spirit fading now. See you there. Fady Nail.